Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. My name is Jim Martin, along with my co-host, Chris Beyer. Today we have a couple of people from the American Marketing Association, the Milwaukee chapter, and we have the, uh, the president, Pat McGovern. How are you? Also the vice president of events, Michelle Tonkovitz. Hi. Welcome. They also uh, have other lives. Pat's the director of business development at uh, Acedia. That's right. And Michelle owns her own business, greenonioncreative.com. Correct. Welcome. Thank Glad you very much for coming. Yeah. I think that's the longest introduction. You've got the record for the longest <laughs> really? introduction. Okay. I think so, yeah. There's a lot of letters in my name. Green Onion. Where do you come up with that name? Well, when I worked at Reader's Digest, uh, I worked on a lot of food titles, like Every Day with Rachel Ray, Betty Crocker, Pillsbury, and green onions are often what you use to complement a dish, right? Add a little flavor, add oh, a little nice. zest. Mm-hmm. Well, when I started my own agency, I didn't want to be everything to everybody. I just want to add a little flavor, a little zest the to little your marketing efforts. So that's where Green Onion Creative came from. Nice. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, how did you find out about our podcast? Because Michelle contacted us. So how did you guys find out about our podcast? That's you. Well, living right down the street from where we're recording today. The um, studio. The studio. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I often walk into Wawatiki, and I've met Pete and Jimmy, um, who are the owners there. Uh, Following them on social media, I saw when Pat and I were in in Chicago for the AMA Leadership Conference that the guys from Wawatiki had posted the podcast that they did with you. Okay. I heard that you guys were going to be in there, and I messaged Jimmy and said, hey, hold them. I'm not going to be there until after 8. i got to talk to these guys about this podcast. Luckily, he held you. Yeah. And Perfect. We, we tried to get out of there. Episode Jimmy's seven. Jimmy's a big dude. He wouldn't let us go. So. I know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. I really, I owe you one. <laughs> Season two, episode seven. Yeah, of Pete course. And Jimmy. Yeah. In the studio. Fun fact, episode. guys. Yeah. I didn't know this until I got here, that the Beatles recorded the Abbey Road album, right? Yes. Is that well, right? It, was, it was the studio next door. Yeah, you read right. the plaque yeah. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that was, It is a little known Wauwatosa fact. Yeah. So, yeah, we met Michelle at that uh, the release party for uh, Jim and Pete's episode. Michelle came up with the idea that that their members uh, might be benefited by doing their own podcast. And she said that maybe we could tie in our podcast to what they're doing. So tell us what you're thinking about. Any ideas that you might have for podcasting for your people and how we might tie into that yeah absolutely so as the vice president of events for our milwaukee chapter of the ama um, i'm always looking to bring in engaging speakers and um, those who can give actionable items to the professional marketing community right here in milwaukee i think podcasts are great because we all listen to them i was just listening today as i was going for my run and in such a competitive environment how do you make your organization stand out as a thought leader amongst all the other competition? That's us, thought leaders, me and Jim. Yeah, we yes. stand out clearly. Yeah. We, I can't tell you the number of times people have said that to me. Yeah. You're That's right, a heavy right cross to carry, but you guys do it well. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you yeah. thought of doing the bait and switch, and you're leading the way right now. That's so right. charge. We're East Tosa's favorite comedy podcast. <laughs> Rated number one. We've got a big rivalry with the West Side Comedy Podcast. Yeah. 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 Right. They're, they're, they're struggling. They're no yep. good. I, I haven't even haven't even heard uh, that they've gotten off the ground yet. Their listenership is way down. Way down. Way yeah. down. So, so you guys thought, hey, this is something you your members can benefit from. Well, you say it again. Right. So um, for just professional marketers to learn, what does it take to put together a podcast? What's the equipment? What's the time? What's the commitment? And so that they can 
present to their leadership, let's do this to try to rise above. I mean, you guys did it, and I think that you're a great success story. Um, we can use you as a case study, and you can really inspire people who even aren't necessarily working for a greater company, but just have an interest in podcasting. And how do they make their break? Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it, you know, we, it, let me we, just can I tie into that? Sure. It is. Mm -hmm. So it's just a, such an interesting space and so dynamic. And here's what we're always up against at the AMA. We're trying to always get really relevant, as you guys are, right? Mm -hmm. How do we find great speakers? Right. Mm -hmm. How do we find people sure. who are interested? And, you know, Milwaukee's got a ton, no doubt. But this is a big country, right? right. And there's a yeah. lot of great people out there. They're not, we, and we can't fly them into Milwaukee, but we could do a recording on there. Sure. Listen Absolutely. to them for 20 minutes, capture yeah. some great information. And provide some real value to our membership. Right. Do people right. think that, do they come to you for medical advice as well? The AMA. <laughs> the I mean, AMA. Do people do get confused? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Do yeah. they yes. say, and you, you have to yeah. pick up the phone and say, call 911 because I can't help you with that yeah. uh, garden yeah. shares lodged However, in the matter. Yeah. if you need a social media plan, we can help you out with yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Well, one of, one of my clients for Green Onion Creative is the... Medical Society of Milwaukee, and another one is a healthcare consulting firm, and I have the AMA board member on my business card, and they're oh, like, sure. wow, I didn't well, know that you were part of the yeah, American right. Medical Association. Yeah, right. No, yeah. no, no, no. Nope, marketing, not. marketing. <laughs> so you guys both, uh, I'm assuming, I'll make an assumption, you both went to school for marketing. Is that true? Yeah, I mm -hmm. went to school um, at, I graduated from UWM mm -hmm. with a degree in journalism and mass communications with an emphasis in print. Oh, mm -hmm. print. Print, wow. print, because I'm yeah. old school. I just turned forty. Yeah, oh boy! Nice. Yeah, Pat, right on. Same thing. Go? I was in. Uh, I went to Madison um, Advertising uh, Sequence School of Journalism. Just thought that this was a crazy profession that I could fit into, and that's what I've been doing my whole life. You know, this was something I was going to get into much later, but I'm talking about it now. Mad Men. I yeah. only watched like a, a year of it. Did you watch it? Were you guys fans? Yeah, Any, yeah, yeah. I watched it. So there is a lot more sex and a lot more smoking and drinking in real life. Oh, yeah, right. They, they take the kind of generic view of things. Right. They, they got to um, tone it down for yeah. TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, advertising is just a, it's a crazy business on so many levels uh, that you know, it's a Hollywood series, right? So, I mm -hmm. mean, they capture and dr dramatize uh, a certain portion of it. But there's a lot of stuff going on that's like that's part of advertising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the whole reason that I got into advertising is because when I was a kid, my auntie was a media buyer for agencies in Milwaukee, and we used to go to the Admirals game and Disney on Ice. She met Jay Leno and Mr. T, and she got her picture taken with both of them. And I was like, Hey, I'm in. I want to do that. I have not met Jay Leno, and I have not met Mr. T. But I did see Katie Holmes and Siri Cruz when I was in New York last weekend. <laughs> no, and oh, I was last like, oh weekend. my God! Siri, what is she? Great. Like, 15 now? What is no, she? she's 13. 13. Wow. Is she the voice on the Apple phone? Is that where Siri? comes to Siri? No. So, you know, and again, I only watched a little bit of Mad Men, but some of the overarching themes of the marketing business are something. Yeah, well, advertising is just a crazy business. I mean, yeah. you wake up one day uh, and your business is gone. Yeah. New CMO comes in with a client that you've had, and he or she's bringing in their own people. And as an agency, you're now out the door. Sure, it happens yeah. that quick. Mm -hmm. Right. It's crazy for no reason whatsoever other than a new guy. I like you. I don't like you. Right. <laughs> right. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So obviously, you got to have your eggs in more than one basket. Obviously. Yeah. And it's but just in today's space, it's just so crazy. I mean, 
when we started out, I used to work for Spiegel Catalog. Remember that, guys? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You used yep. to sit down with a big catalog and Spiegel then call Kid. things up, right? Right, yeah, it's crazy. hear what you did by yourself crazy. with the catalog. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. So, but nowadays, it's, there's like a million different channels out there, right? How do you yeah. connect yeah. with people? How do you engage? Yeah. It gets tougher and tougher. So, it's just a rapidly changing world. Um, and staying on top of it's tough. Yeah. Facebook and Google and everybody else, they're changing everything every day. Well, every other day, it seems, especially now with Facebook, they're in trouble. So they're scrambling to try and get their act together. Look at this. You guys are doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. This didn't happen. Right. Five years years ago. Yeah. Even even five. Right. Yeah. Right. I I mean, like the game's changed. So it's like all of a sudden a couple guys with a laptop and some mics. Now can make a, a lot of big other impact. things here. There's a lot. Okay, of studio. I'm sorry. There's one of these things. Yeah. Nice you know? mics and right. a nice laptop. Yeah, yeah. right. And there's the lighting, of course. <laughs> but that's what we try to accomplish too through the AMA. Just kind yeah. of tying back back into nice the go, thanks, go. good segue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the expert speaker events that I put on, we really look to um, tap into the local marketing community and find the experts who come to the table and say, hey, you can do this. This is the shift that we're seeing, you know, with this nominal investment or, um, you know, attending this conference, just even networking, come out and have drinks with us. We're fun sure. people. Yeah, like, right. Marketing, I don't want to overemphasize this, but it's a creative art, right? Oh, you sure. guys are trying to come up with ideas to sell products, but it's also one of those things where you have to rack your mind and come up with things that you think are gonna that are gonna have impact, and that's a creative art. A thousand percent. So you have both the blend. What's okay? So here's the thing. Right now, there's so much data out there. You could tell how many downloads you have. You could tell who's engaging with you, and so forth. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it was just a data thing, it would be a lot easier because mm-hmm. this is what it. But the variable is creative. Right. Yep. How well do you put this on? What kind of things do you do? What your me- what's your messaging like? That's where it gets crazy, guys. Right. That's where it's really difficult. Right. You got to have some talent for this. Yeah. You know. So so how much do you guys get into the? Uh, I'm guessing a lot as marketers, but the uh, the psychology of the human mind. Like I was reading this book called Influence. You know this book? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. And uh, so and it just talks about like all these really wild things that you don't think about because you don't think about them. The psychology of things is a big deal. Yeah, like right, why right. people like go this way and not this way, and mm-hmm. that's a huge thing. And but again, that continually changes, right? Mm-hmm. The way people used to think, like they changed their way about certain topics. Sure. Right? People didn't like veggie burgers. Now impossible burgers are going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Right. I I mean, yeah, just so it's... many things are changing with consumers that, and their attitudes are always changing as well. So, you know, just because they were this way three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's changing like that again, yeah. right? You know, I think the biggest thing, like if we were talking about overarching, the biggest thing, and I think this is why podcasts have become super huge, is just time. If I could listen to this while I'm doing other things, mm-hmm. that's an advantage. It's huge, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. The yeah. key is you have to give people what they want, when they want it, how they want it. Podcast is a great example. I was at the fitness center tonight at Tosa East doing my run, getting ready for my fitness classes because I'm also a fitness instructor for our local rec department. And, you know, I was getting caught up on just some fun podcasts, but mm-hmm. that's really how it is. Right. But I also feel like you were talking about the engagement. Like, you have to create an experience to stand out from the competition. And I think West Elm, the home store down by... Um, third Ward. The Third Ward yeah. at the market. Yeah. They did it. They got me. They got me. I went in there. 
they were burning these candles. I was like, this is the most delicious smelling candle. I spent way too much on candles. And I was like, you got me. You guys have (laughs) got to be so tuned into marketing, right? Every time you're watching a commercial, every time you walk into a store, you're just thinking about advertising, right? Yes. Yes. That's not a good job. Sure. But then you put on YouTube and then you see somebody who you've never heard of before, (laughs) who's never come across your radar, who's got 12 million downloads. And it's like, I now feel... 2,000 years old. like right. yeah. You know, everything's changing constantly, and that's what makes it both fascinating and frustrating. thousand percent, yeah. yeah. And it's tough to stay on top of all of that. And as a marketer, so that's the value that we're trying to bring, right? If you come to one of our events, what we're hoping you get away with it is if you're just going to sit and you're going to take an hour and a half, maybe two hours um, out of your day to come and listen, that you could go back to your desk and have some practical knowledge. That's our goal, that we do it every time. Yeah, we do it every time. Yeah, you nail it every time. I know. The, the, the pe- <laughs> right, that's right. The people that come to these events are members of the association. Uh, some, but not all. I mean, mm-hmm. this is open to anybody. Groupies. Okay. They're sick. These people, aren't <laughs> I they? Mean, They're living in vans, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're driving around. Yeah. Doing, doing what they do. Who, who knows, knows what? what yeah, doing. right. God knows. But we just did uh, an event with Martha Kerrigan from Big Shoes Network uh, at Plug. the UWM School Plug. of Continuing. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm good. At the <laughs> UWM School of Continuing Education, and she held a workshop that um, focused on freelance. Right. So you might have a full time job now, mm-hmm. but maybe you have the side hustle. Like I like to take photography, or I want to do a podcast. Maybe or, you're. Uh, I don't know. Chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. Chiropractor. Or I make jewelry. I'm just, gonna, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> And then, uh, so, you know, she gave some really practical knowledge on like, hey, this is what you have to learn from like a legal perspective. Here's how you can be an LLC or, you know, make yourself an S corporation. You know, this is how you got to deal with your finances. So you don't wear the orange jumpsuit like Wesley Snipes, like Mm -hmm. whatever. Tax evasion doesn't look good on anybody. (laughs) What campaign out there are you guys just gaga for right now? Is there something on TV that you're just loving? I absolutely have adored for years the sonic commercials those two guys in the car they're hilarious Hilarious, yeah Uh um that's a great question i don't watch very much tv at all anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the people who are really impacting me are like the influencers that are on youtube that are on um uh instagram that are just i don't know if you even want to call it a commercial anymore i just think big brands are becoming so irrelevant. Let's let's just dive into this for a second. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Craft beer versus the Miller Lights. Macro brew versus micro brew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they still consume macro. Still consumes like a big portion of the of the beer market. Sure. I don't know anybody who buys that stuff anymore. Yeah, I mean, what kind of beer did you buy these guys? Then you came. It was New Glarus. New Glarus, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big <laughs> brands are just they're. I think they're playing a model that's just. It's really, really tough to just break through. And you guys, uh, you know, getting back to how uh, how times have changed. It used to be that when you got somebody, you got somebody, right? When you when you marketed to them correctly back in the 1950s, 60s, 70s. They like the product. They stuck with it. Yeah, people yeah, I'm are a changing. Ford man, right? I mean, it's that yeah, kind of thing, people right? are changing much more rapidly than thousand they used percent, to. Thousand percent, thousand percent. And so you know, you've got a whole like millennials and then Gen Z coming up, and and um, they'll they'll be loyal, but they're more willing to just 
drop things at the drop of a hat. And a lot of that would be, um, you know, the experience they had online was crappy. Sure. Somebody didn't get back to them quick enough. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, customer service is so huge it's right It's enormous. Now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. enormous. And so, it's also the influencers. Yeah. You know, these people that they yep. idolize because they were they saw them on YouTube and they were they were nobodies before and now they're using exactly. this product. And, you know, big thing is what does your brand stand for? I mean, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But as you said, there's a new dynamic out there and it might be more of an opportunity for you guys because if people are constantly changing brands, they need marketers to to capture and recapture that audience. That's a great that's a great question and a great point. Yes, but here's the here's the here's the flip side to that. Sure. More and more people are savvy to marketing. And that barrier to entry is way down. Right? I mean, you could go to a coffee shop with a laptop, put out a couple posts and say, I'm a marketer in this space. Mm-hmm. And yeah. depending on your content and how good you are, right. people start looking at that and consume that and go, yes, damn, that's, yeah. this, this guy is, right. he's, he's spitting the truth here. I want to yeah, follow right. him. Right, he's and your, your degree yeah. might not doesn't matter water. what your degree is. Yeah. It really is irrelevant. Right. 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 It's what you've done and what you're doing and how you're connecting. Yeah. So all of a sudden now, anybody's in that space. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like we're in this space, you know, like we're we're just yeah. two guys that decided to do a podcast. Yeah, it's like we know what we're doing. All of a sudden, like Rogan's saying, like, what are what's, what's those guys are climbing Jeez. up? They're Either right, we buy right them out, tail, and where do they even come from? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, so it's it's really you've in your career you've seen a dramatic change. It, it's oh yeah, it's crazy. It, it's crazy, and it's just going to be. It'll just be interesting to see how things keep progressing, right? It's just how fast it keeps moving along, right? What uh, type of stuff does Acedia do? I mean, uh, what you don't have to tell the exact people you work with. What what categories are you working? Yeah, so with? we're in digital. We're in the digital space. Um, we do. I would say it basically breaks down to this. Um, we do website design and development. We do uh, strategic development. How do you how do you connect all these things together? Where do you want to go with this? Um, and then digital marketing. Right, so your Facebook, your PPC, your SEO, all that stuff. Right, mm. those are the three big levers and buckets that we do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And you, uh, yeah, Green Onion, Michelle, Green Onion. So Green Onion Creative, we specialize in uh, writing. So I'm a copywriter by nature, and we have a team of copywriters. Um, we also what does that mean? Writing. What does that mean? Right. So um, everything from billboards. Uh, direct mail pieces, email campaigns, websites, brochures, radio spots. Um, we also specialize in graphic design for both web and digital. Uh, so again, creating websites, social media posts, banner ads, um, public relations. So that's really important. Sending out press releases, uh, doing media pitches. A lot of people tend to forget about that area. Social media. And then we also pride ourselves on vendor relations. So if uh, you need to have a print vendor or a photographer and you don't know where to start, we can help you get where you're going. Okay. Uh, At some point, we a lot of times we talk about plugs and let's just do it now because we're kind of in that space right here. Sure. Uh, What's your website? GreenOnionCreative.com. And your website for Acedia? Acedia.com. And that's A-S-C-E-D-I-A. Correct. Dot com. Yep. And how is it a newish company? No, it's actually been around for 20 years. Okay. Yeah, yeah we've handled a number of clients um, across the board, but really in right now kind of 
focusing on manufacturing higher ed and uh, leisure travel and attractions. We actually hmm. have done a fair amount of water parks. Okay. Kind of attractions, which okay. is a big thing. The yeah. dowels yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Schlitterbahn is a big one. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's... What's your language here, buddy? What's oh, sorry about that. Can I? Is this, this a family show? Yeah. <laughs> I know German, so watch okay. it. <laughs> uh, traditional media, that's kind of going away. Do you guys do much? Obviously, the old line ones were radio, TV, magazines, newspapers. Uh, do you do much of that anymore? Is there is there any relevance to those? So at Acedia, we don't. We're totally digital. Um, but let me just riff on that for a moment and love Michelle jump in on this is I think there's some really, let's be honest guys, like newspapers are like the circulation's going down, right? We all know that. I mean, you pick up the journal Sentinel, it's like, there's like four pages, right? I mean, it's crazy. I think with some of these older medias, traditional that you just called them, there's a real opportunity but they have to realize where the world is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like radio has done, I think, a fundamentally great job at reinventing itself. Again, because audio is really important. Podcasts, it's radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a really unique opportunity. Newspapers, I don't think, have figured it out, but I think there is something there. But they've just got to change the way they kind of view the world and how they've gotten their model. and. They've just been so reluctant to do it. But these traditional media, in my estimation, they're not going away. They're just becoming a little bit less relevant. But if they price themselves right, they could be very, very effective. Let me do one more example. It wasn't that long ago, especially in the fourth quarter, right around Christmas time. I'd open my mailbox. It'd be literally overflowing with catalogs, yeah. right? Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't get that much. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that I get, it's like, oh, hey, what is this? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a big deal. It's novelty. It's a novelty. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I it's think nostalgic. there are opportunities. <laughs> Look at inboxes are jam-packed, yep. right? So there are now opportunities that are showing up on um, in traditional spaces that I think marketers should kind of reconsider, and those channels need to reconsider. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. one, one thing here, and I say this kind of jokingly because this is just kind of a fun project for us. But you guys are marketers. Yeah. How should we market our, our podcast? Oh, Michelle's got a whole PowerPoint for you. Go. <laughs> In the next two I minutes, think I hear go. my mom calling me. I have to go home now. <laughs> to, to be very honest with you, um, if you would like to expand your podcast and expand your audience, um, you need to play with Google. So SEO mm-hmm. is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, SEO is an area that my company specializes in. Which stands for Search, search Engine, Engine Optimization. Optimization. Right. Yeah. So... Um, so Google does do um, recognize this podcast as part of SEO. So right, so you're typing in a description of like what the segment's going to be about, right? So you're going to use my name, you're going to use Pat's name, you're going to use American Marketing Association, uh, Milwaukee chapter, our company, your company, everybody's company. And so when people go into mm-hmm. that Google search engine and they type in those keywords, it will rank higher in the search results. Let me ask this. Every company, Green Onion Creative, and every company says, we'll put you at the top. Not everybody can put you at the top. Is there really a difference? 
it's going to cost you to get to the top. It all depends on how deep you want your pocketbooks to go. But yeah. that doesn't mean that just, you know, two guys who are sitting here in the studio right. couldn't do some organic efforts to help raise your credibility from a search perspective. And that holds true to any company. Just, just call our credibility into question. I think so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully probably. so. Yeah. Hold on. You're kind of self-loathing <laughs> over there. Let me, let me ask you this, guys. I mean, just riffing on this for a moment is like, where would you guys want to go with this? Start there. Honestly, like I said, I just brought it up as a topic. I, you know what? I really don't have any grand plan. If we go from a hundred downloads a week to three hundred, that makes me a little bit happier. That's all. And I'll say this: the other thing about getting to the top, right? Right. And and you know this. I don't have to tell you. You don't have to listen. You can stop listening, Michelle, for a second. You target certain keywords, right? So you're not going to get to number one for podcast. Mm -hmm. You're going to get to number one, maybe potentially Mm -hmm. for Michelle and Pat from AMA. Yeah. uh, East Town Tosa. Yeah, East Town Tosa. You know, so you got these long tail keywords are called longer. They're just longer things that people search for. They search for them less often. You know, but for those things, you know, you make sense more so than these two. Yeah, I know. I'm well, going to go I, with you. Yeah, I'm okay, going okay. <laughs> to go with Jim. Jim's right. a good marketer. Right. Well, anyway, I want to wrap up the first half of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to be back in five minutes uh, for the second half, and you on the web can listen to the second half next week, or if this is in the future, heck, you can binge on all of them. So. We'll see you here in just a minute. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. As always, I am Chris Beyer with my co-host, Jim Martin. Hello. And tonight we have two guests that are both involved in marketing. They're both uh, members of the AMA, not to be confused with the American Medical Association. It is the American Marketing Association. And one is uh, Mr. Pat McGovern. He is the president of the local chapter. And then also working with them, she's involved with the events coordinator. It is Michelle Tonkovitz. And they also are involved in their own businesses, obviously. Uh, Patrick is the director of business development and relationship management with Acedia. It's a company here in Milwaukee. And Michelle has her own company called Green Onion Creative. So welcome again. Thank you. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks for staying. All right. Super glad to be <laughs> yep. here. So, uh, you know, like we said, marketing is a business model that involves using your creative talents to help businesses and individuals grow their business. As Jim knows from past podcasts, I like to think of myself as a bit of a amateur marketing guy, amateur marketing guru. Do you use the word guru in your business? All the time. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, a, that's a buzzword. Would you call that a buzzword? I would, yeah. I would use okay. it yep. as a buzzword. Okay. Uh, holistic is another buzzword, guys. Try to oh. work that into things. Okay. Holistic nice. guru. Synergy. Yeah. That oh. one? Yeah. Boom. Keep going, yeah. man. Go. You're, you're See, in I told you got the thesaurus out. <laughs> I told you earlier I was a closet marketer. Okay. Yeah. And so I come up with these ideas. I'm a little bit of an inventor as well. I know just from the earlier in the podcast that Michelle is a big Brewer fan. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And they come up with these ideas like, that double brought to you by Oscar Mayer, right? Yeah. Or right. another one they're doing now is... Uh, the Papa Slam. What's Have you that? heard that? What's the Papa Slam? Somebody hits a Grand Slam, Papa John's, they call it the Papa Slam. Papa now. Slam. Yeah. And another one I just heard was when the manager goes to the mound, it's the Quick Trip to the Mound. Oh, quick trip. <laughs> that's clever. Yeah. Quick that's Trip clever. to the Mound brought yeah, to you yeah. by Quick Trip. Right. And so I come up with these things. And uh, I don't watch brewers as much. I kind of like races and things like that. So I watch like swimming in the track and field. Ra- races, you said, Race. right? Okay. Races. <laughs> you sounded like you said racist. Okay. Yeah. Let me I kind of like racist. <laughs> You're racist, like, too. Oh, well, okay. Is- I guess I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm a little different in that I like watching more endurance sports and races and things like that. I was watching some track and field and swimming. 
Mm-hmm. And when somebody false starts, it's a disqualification. They call they're DQ'd, right? The DQ. 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 Dairy Queen could bring yeah. you uh, that disqualification brought to you by Dairy Queen. Yeah. Blizzard the marketing the marketing people. What do you think about this idea? Boom. Boom. Go with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic. We're done. I think we're done, Michelle. Yeah. Right. As long Let's as hired. those guys talk. You're hired. <laughs> Blizzard of the month. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Take a negative thing. The guy's disqualified. He's sad. He's walking off the... Give him some ice cream. Yeah, give him Don't some ice cream. Don't cry. Here's your <laughs> cone. You yeah. Everything's better with ice cream. Right. Even yeah. the DQ. Right. Yep. Head on down love to it. DQ. Hot eats, cool it. treats. <laughs> so anyway, again, you guys you guys are savvy in, in these things. I'm not quite as savvy. Uh, I bought a discount website for a product I'm coming out with. It's a www.com. Is that kosher? It, yeah. That's it was so half price. You, that, would, that sounds like a really good investment. Chris. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, good. The, the quad W. We're going to talk yeah. more about I've got other www sites for you. So we can it's, double down on I that. Bought it to pub, I bought it's it to publicize. It's the black yeah. internet. Yeah. The dark web. Hey, hey, that's right. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> I bought it to publicize the new invention I'm working on. And it's a device that helps put the toothpaste back in the tube. You can't, they say, but you've come I've, up I've, with a way to I've do come it. Up with you can that. do that. Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, I'm I'm worried now that I've spilled the beans about this, that uh, other people are going to, you know, glom onto my invention. You know, once the genie's out of the bottle, maybe That's I should true. come up with something That's to do. Once the, the genie back in the bottle. Once the toothpaste is out yeah. of the tube. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a highly specific product. What's your toothpaste brand? It works on all brands, by the way. Go ahead. Toothpaste uh, Tom's. Tom's. Yeah. Tom's is a brand you wouldn't have heard of 10 years ago, probably. Probably not, no. Yeah. Why do you like Tom's, by the way? Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah, From exactly. a marketing standpoint, yeah, let's hear it. Good, good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate they that. The, they call me the waiter. Right, okay. right. Exactly. <laughs> Serving it up. Set the table. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know why. I think there's uh, something that's not in Tom's that's in other stuff. Crest, like some kind of sulfate or some crap. My wife buys this she's very like okay let's back up organic women make 80 percent of the yeah. decisions on totally. stuff like this right, right. Totally. is is this more her decision and we can cut this out if it's oh, sensitive yeah. yeah yeah no 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 it, it definitely is and and, yeah. and that's why i think i mean she's always looking for like in hot dogs does it have the nitrates and the nitrates does it not have this and, and so i think she probably did some research on the on the toothpaste as well, well this is fascinating how much how m- much product labels do you read when you go grocery shopping uh, a little bit, not a, little not bit. a lot, a little 20%, bit, a little bit, and I only do it if I know she's concerned about it, like the nitrates, nitrates, all that kind of stuff. A little bit more now than I used to, but certainly not to the extent that I know a lot of people do. Right. But generally, no is the answer. And Michelle? All the time. Yeah? But I also have food allergies, so oh, it's really okay. important for me to pay attention to labels. Guys don't care about food allergies. They will take the symptoms. I, I probably do too. They, they will. Yeah. They will break on hives, but I like and they breathing. will be on the like hives. They yeah, will so be on the right, toilet yeah. for hours on end. They don't want to read the. I'm sure I'm lactose intolerant. I just buy ice cream every time I go to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I always on the toilet? And you know, that's getting back to what we talked about, which is uh, a lot of marketing, especially household products, is really aimed at women. Correct. Yeah. 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 And you have to speak to them. Uh. Yep. Yeah. With most of the products that are in our house right now, is my wife having a big say in t- as to what we get? And I'm like, the fact that we have it is cool. Yeah. I mean, just that the fact that there's like toothpaste in the house, I'm cool with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm good with the that. The fact that there's maple syrup, good. What good. kind is it? Fantastic. Guys right. are not that discerning. I, 
We're just happy. For the most part. We're just happy yeah. it's in the cabinet. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. Right. What I really love is is when you see uh, uh, chicken breasts. Gluten-free. <gasps> gluten-free chicken breasts. Don't even get me started on. on the chicken breasts. Gluten-free chicken breasts. Of or course when, they're gluten-free. Right. When they say fat-free whatever thing that we never thought had fat in the beginning. Right. right. And that's the, the savviness, I think, that we talked about earlier, which is like, this is, if anybody knows what gluten is, they know it's not in a chicken breast. Unless maybe there's some kind of preservative. So, maybe I don't know. So this maybe is I'm really, making, food is just yeah. insane, right? And it's just going to get crazier. Right. 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 right? So, I mean... I was just at a conference and just riffing a little bit here. I mean, just think about this, guys. I mean, so this was a, a dairy forum, a dairy conference. People were getting up and, and talking about farmers, dairy farmers. Right. And for, for dairy farmers, they're like, my customer is the guy who shows up with the truck that's taking the milk. Well, you know, your customer is actually Michelle, who's raising a family, who's looking at this, this, and this. Right. Well, with AI and blockchain, it's going to be pretty quick where you could take a picture of the milk and it's going to be able to link you to like the cows that it's coming from. Oh, right. yeah. Right. But now if you're a farmer, think of what that does. Right. It's like my connections now is with you guys. Right. Like I could start developing a one-to-one -one connection. Right. Uh -huh. Right. And, but then they might say, I don't want to screw around with all that. I just want to make my milk and send it off. I don't want to think about like, Perhaps. oh my gosh, Perhaps. What, which which area of grass is this cow chewing Perhaps, but out? there are people who are going to go, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, I mean, there there are because yeah. look at how much like organic farmers and have mm -hmm. just sprouted up in the whole farm to table. So it's yeah. not like a trend that's like, well, this is crazy. It's like, no, it's here. That's mm -hmm. where there's such an uproar about factory farms. Yeah, and you know, people say. We want to hear the story of the product, right? And when I watch, you watch the TV show, The, the Prophet? You yeah. You ever see that? Yeah. And, or Shark Tank or yeah. whatever not. They always say, I want to hear the story behind the product. Right. And I'm thinking, I don't give a damn about the story behind the product. But these younger people do. They want to hear the story of the yeah. product. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, but I bet you do, Chris, more than you think you do. And maybe just because the story they're telling is just a... A BS story, and it's there's nothing to it. Right. But if there was a legit story, maybe you would be a little bit more interested. Here's the here's the issue, guys. There's just so many. Pro you could take any type of product, and there's thirty type of varieties within that. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you stand out? Right. Right. You're skewed. <laughs> um, yeah, and to get back to Jim, Tom's toothpaste. They had some connection with his wife. Whereas I go, there's Colgate, there's Crest, there's Aquafresh. I grab which one, everyone's on sale. I'm less uh, story sensitive, I think, than some people. And of course, that's your job, is coming up with these stories. It's not coming up with it, it's uncovering it. Companies start for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think I could do this because I was listening to this and I just thought I could do a better job. Or I saw this product and I thought I could do this better. Or there wasn't anybody serving, you know, producing this kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, as companies go along, they sometimes lose track of that. What do we stand for anymore? What are we about? You, know, sure. you have to kind of dig down. The story's there, so it's not really, here's what you're going to be, more of, here's what you are. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's tell that story. And part of your job yeah. is to remind people of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right on. And right. companies that might be in, de in decline are those that get too caught up in the numbers and not in the mission. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hello, Sears. A connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Of course, you know what, and you mentioned Sears, 
there is that creative destruction of the capitalistic society, right? And so some companies are going to go away and can't be saved. For sure, that's you know that's a, that's a great point. Um, and yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. There's going to be just a natural ebb and flow of things, right? You know, f- for sure. Um, but you look at some of these you know some of these companies in the history of it. Right now, in history is always 2020. But you look at a blockbuster who dominated, right? Yeah. Who had the opportunity with Netflix and go, you know what? Our research is telling us that people really want to go to a, a store and pick out a movie. Mm-hmm. They don't want to stay at home and just order it. Yeah. Know. Oh, okay. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many things are getting disrupted and how fast that is coming along where you would think, you know, a company like Blockbuster would be around. It took 10 years for them to have that meeting with Amazon until they were gone. 10 years. Yeah, it's not very long. It, that's nothing, mm-hmm. right? Especially, I mean, the size that they were. You know, it's to think a, that there's one in Alaska right now, right? Isn't that it? Right. Or, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just found is my Blockbuster Oregon? card from 1998 in my drawer. I can go to Alaska that, and it, rent the goodies. I, I might, I might yes. be misinformed on that. You might not have to go that far. It sounds oh. like Oregon. It was Oregon, yeah. Oregon. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. even closer than so Alaska. There you go. Yeah, there so you go. I don't want to send you to Alaska. <laughs> I don't want to send you to Alaska. <laughs> they say go people, go, people go there as a, a kind of a, oh, sure. uh, a road trip. As an Instagram shot? Well, just, yeah, a nostalgia thing and whatnot. And again, you you know, you wonder if that kind of thing, because we were just, I was just talking to somebody about this just last week, how, you know, it was kind of cool to, you know, just go with your friends, kind of just spend a little while in the store looking through all the movies. Okay, oh, we'll get this one, we'll get this one. And then we go back and watch the movie. You know, it's, that's kind of a thing. And I wonder if that sort of pendulum is going to swing back a little bit. You know, of course, it's never going to be as big as it was before. I'm not with you on this venture that you're talking I th- about. Our research shows that people like to... <laughs> I talked to somebody at a party the other day, and she said she liked it. Of course, we refer- She was also drinking a Zima. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. That's true. A bottle of Zima. Uh, that's what we did. <laughs> and also, the crazy thing, again, we referred to this maybe in the first half, the, the acceleration of marketing and the tastes of people is... is Far outstripping what it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. People switch much quicker. People are more likely to try new products than ever before. Mm-hmm. I think that with the introduction of subscriptions like FabFitFun, BarkBox, uh, even HelloFresh to be delivering meals to your doors, um, it's really opened up consumers' taste to try different things um, outside of what's available in the big box. There's all sorts of different opportunities, whether they be things like Farmer's Market or Facebook or uh, what are some of the other creative things you guys do other than just write copy? Definitely with regards to you know, search, we got to get out there and do more things on social media. I mean, video is really a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, without words, without writing copy, you don't really have much. So yeah. Instagram's great, but you still need to write the, what's going to be on the post. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I think that there's a lot to be said about the words that you're using to sell your products. I absolutely agree with Michelle. And if you just take even a step, like kind of even higher, it's we're just living in a digital space. So So people want a high-functioning website that also works very well on mobile because that's where you usually begin a lot of things, right? Yep. And if that experience doesn't meet your expectations for whatever reason, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And yep. you're just moving on. There's that whole, where's that button, right? Where's where, that button? Well, how do I find out the information? Especially, I mean, it's maddening where I'll be looking for a restaurant. 
hours. It was like three clicks down. It's like hours, guys. When do you think hours for a restaurant to be like one of the most prominent things, right? You think so? Yeah. Or right. location even. Hours, location, percent. and menu, menu would be the three things, right? Right. right. You think right. So, um, so it, we we live in a digital space. It's always about convenience and making things easier and understanding that people just don't have any time. They don't want to spend any time doing anything, right? Yeah. So it's got to be seamless. But it goes back to the whole idea of you have to give them what they want, when they want it, how they want it. Yeah, right, exactly. And that's what, and like you said, I mean, obviously everybody's on their phone. Right. And that's yeah, that's critical is to have a, because so often, well, I'm sure you see it all the time, where somebody's got a, a website and it's mobile, it's horrendous on mobile, where like the, you know, it's half chopped off or whatever. I know. How, how can it's you crazy. Even, how can you even think about putting this out there? Right. Really? Is the gold standard of marketing still selling refrigerators to Eskimos. Is that is that really what you got? Is that like the final project of marketers? Yeah, before you graduate. You I guys, have my parka pack they, now. They yeah. fly everybody up yeah. to the Arctic yeah. Circle and they say, sell this guy in this. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. With That's, global warming, that... it might be an actual thing you got to do now. Yeah, right. right. We need more ice for the party. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Now, you guys have to be balanced. Uh, it's just not all marketing all the time. Michelle, you mentioned earlier that you do instructions for the rec department. So what do you instruct? Right, so with the Tosa rec department in September, I am going to be celebrating my 12th year uh-huh. as being a fitness instructor. Oh, wow, nice. Um, the class I teach is Ultimate Total Body Toner at Tosa East on Tuesdays and Thursdays, six Ult- to seven, same bat time, same bat channel. Ultimate Total, total Body Toner. Body yes. Toner, that's like, that's, you can't UTB- get any better than that, UTBT? right? Yeah, ultimate- that's what they call it, UTBT. <laughs> UTBT. And that's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fun. we'll use our hand weights, body's resistance, a little bit of cardio. I tell bad jokes to uh, you know make you forget that you're working out and sweating the whole time. You, you got to make you it go. fun. Yeah. And that, anything to do to distract them. That's yeah, the most right. important thing. For example, the brewers, they're not doing too well. They're they're losing a bunch Lately. of games, but they're having fun. They're that's they're the most important fun. thing right now. <laughs> that's right. right. You know, that's right. That is, just you know, go out there and have fun. Just a bunch right. of kids having fun. I yeah. like seeing that. Right. That's what I say every time I look at my receipt from my season tickets. We're just having fun. Those guys are out there having fun. They're playing a game. They're having a good time. You feel good about that. They've lost 9 of 10, but who cares? In the big scheme of things, having fun. I thought you weren't the Brewer fan. Yeah, I'm not the (laughs) Brewer (laughs) fan. So you do the UTBT. There you go. I worked for the Tulsa Rec Department many years ago. Really? And uh, I had a Rec Department t-shirt. I went to Malaysia. And uh, a friend of my college roommate from Singapore, I went over there to visit him after college. And I wanted to go to some type of tropical, lush place that was kind of off the beaten trail. And he took me to this island off the coast of Malaysia. We took a, a ferry to get there. We got to this place. It was just shacks. It was just tin shacks. And there was iguanas running around. It was a little too rustic. Jurassic Actually, Park. Yeah. <laughs> we get off the boat. I'm walking on shore. Here's a local that looks like he's lived on this island halfway around the world. Uh, his whole life and I come walking up and he looks at my t-shirt and he goes you from Tosa (laughs) (laughs) and I said yeah he goes he goes I had a college roommate that was from Oshkosh or something like that this guy knew exactly where I was from and he was one half of the world away and he had did he have an eye closed Walskis yeah Yeah. and a red (laughs) Sendex bag duh yeah yeah, right of course and and then and then The next thing that happened is my buddy went ahead to get us confirmed for these shacks or whatever. And I want to get out. In the, Luxury I wanted, accommodations. Yeah, I want to get out and start swimming right away. And so I went out and started swimming. 
right? And I'm a good swimmer, and so I was hovering above these hundreds of sea urchins, and you didn't want to touch them because they would jab you. I saw this rock, rocky outcropping, and I thought I'll land on there and step on there and kind of you know rest a little bit. Well, when I stepped on there, there was a sea urchin underneath it that had a prong that was sticking through a hole oh. in the rock, and it jabbed me and got my heel, right? So I swam back, and it was hurting, and uh, there was these two locals, the guy that recognized my T-shirt and this other guy. And I said, I just stepped on this sea urchin. It really hurts. How do I get this out of here? And he said, the one guy said, here's what you got to do. You can't pull it out because they're hooked a certain way, right? Mm. He said, what you got to do is you got to take a board and you got to whack it really hard and break up the pieces. They'll fall out, right? <laughs> so What? Yeah. So he says, I got a board right here. So he's got me bent over and I'm on my stomach. And I got my foot in the air, and he's hitting me with this board, right? Oh. Right? And and this is within three minutes of getting there. Initiation into yeah. the island. Right. My, my friend comes out from, from where he was, <laughs> and here's some local beating me with a board. <laughs> he goes, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and uh, I had to explain to him, but that had to be a weird sight. You just yeah, get right. to the island, and your friend who's yeah. from America is getting beaten by the locals. Whacked on the know. bottom of the feet. Yeah, yeah right. And did it work? Yeah, it broke up, and it still hurts a little today, but uh, no, it did, it did work. It did work. Jeez. Yeah, so. I thought you were going to say you had to pee on it. But I thought, yeah. I thought that that's, was that's coming. That's right. I was pretty <laughs> smashing with the board. He peed <laughs> on me. <laughs> so now, Pat, your hobby is you're kind of into the Civil War, maybe Gettysburg. Yeah. Specifically. Is yeah. it Get, Say it. Is it Gettysburg? No, it's Gettysburg. Gettysburg. I've yeah. heard Gettysburg. Yeah, Gettysburg. may have. May have. Yeah. That battle is just, like, fascinating to me. I've been to the battlefield maybe three times so not a lot compared to like people who've gone there like dozens of times but it's just uh don't ask me to explain it's just crazy right. kind of weird thing my my question might be a little different you're an aficionado of this and so maybe you can answer this it is the blue versus the gray right yep. blue that's the primary color i get it gray why gray is it slimming or what why were they going yeah with this? i think it was i think they went with the slimming thing yeah sure. yeah they look better. um yeah. hide stains is that it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there was a lot of fashion decisions there, and that's what they ultimately decided on. It goes with everything, right? I mean, it really the does. gray yeah, you can yeah. accessorize. Well, yeah, that right? way they decided to change the color of, that, say, the hat or something, or the belt. Right. Right. They can go red belt, blue belt. Are these things they talk yellow. about at Gettysburg? I haven't been there. Is this, they, is this a conversation yeah, that comes up often? <laughs> yeah, it is. The color of the uniform is actually, believe it or not, is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, In what sense? Uh, um. People are into it. I mean, there's just a lot of different variations on the uniform, so the color and things matter a lot. Plus, people who like get it really into the reenactment oh, yeah. are just fanatical about it. Are you a reenactor? No, but just are really super sensitive on the type of buttons and the type of fabric. and oh, man, They get yeah. crazy on this. I do a little niche reenactment. Uh, remember back in the 80s when uh, Grenada... Remember when the yeah. Reagan sent the troops? Right. Yeah. I dress up in a lab coat like I'm a medical student. I'm a Grenada War reenactor. Oh. And I get together with my friends and we oh, hang yeah. out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a small People niche, probably, right? <laughs> it's three yeah. of us. But. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys walk in the parade? Because I've seen these guys walk in the parade, these reenactors. <laughs> I see them walk in the parade. I just, right. I think I did yeah. see you in the Whitefish Bay yeah. Parade. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So these guys, these Civil War reenactors, I do see them walking in the parade, and I always think, like, I know that suit is, like you said, they're authentic. I know that wool. suit is wool. Yeah. And it's, you know, 90 degrees easy in the sun. Yeah, right on. I mean, and to think about miles. it, too, when you're when in the actual battle, so they're all in wool outfits. The the standard was to have the 
it uh, buttoned all the way to the top, right? So there's no ventilation. They're wearing a hat. They're mm-hmm. shooting um, rifles that are throwing out a black powder, which is throwing out huge plumes of smoke right. that just sitting on the battlefield. So it's just... Let me ask you this one question. Brutal. Just brutal. like uh, guys, guys are into sports, and after the game, they say they should have done this. So in Gettysburg, what yeah. uh, the... Armchair quarterback. Armchair quarterbacking. The uh, the South lost Gettysburg essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. What was their big mistake? Uh, fighting the battle to begin with. They shouldn't. They they, they you should got to pick your battles. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's they. Um, after day one, which arguably is the South won, they they didn't have um, the control of the right ground afterwards. So they probably should have backed out. But that's another hour long podcast. Mm. And maybe I'll come back and we'll talk about we'll that, right? That. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, there actually, you. that that kind of uh, leads me into what I'm going to say next, which is we are wrapping up this podcast. I want to thank uh, Pat McGovern and Michelle Tonkovitz, uh, both from the American Marketing Association, and they both have their own businesses in marketing. Uh, Michelle with Green Onion Creative, and Pat with Acedia, which I'm, ascend- I'm assuming that's like Ascendant Media. Is that the idea? Yeah, right on. Okay. Well done. Yeah, yeah, I did not something. catch that. Very I just thought oh, that's just crazy name. <laughs> <laughs> so the founder's name, you know, Joe Acedia. Yeah. You know, just. So anyway, I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Very interesting, and we'll well, we'll stay in contact us. about these other yeah. ideas. That yeah, you yeah. thanks for coming by, guys. And I hope you had fun. Yeah. And uh, one thing we do, which Michelle may or may not know, which is we count down the music. So Jim's got a place to uh, a marker to start our, mu- our theme music. I, I'll just be clear. I could put the music anywhere. I don't have to have the countdown, but it's a fun thing to do. I've always done it because I thought you were inept and you needed a marker. Well, right. <laughs> it might be that. I didn't want to actually voice that, but okay, fine. <laughs> Well, anyway, I want to thank you guys again for stopping by, and let's count it down here. Three, Three two, two, one. Music. Music. Well, anyway. Now the music is playing. Music's playing right now. Well, Please don't stop the music. <laughs> <laughs> now you're interfering with the music, you know. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be music yeah, on music. Yeah, music on music. Yeah, my clash. Well, anyway, let's clap it out. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks again. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast with our guest, retired professional cyclist Tom Schuler when he discusses the circumstances that kept him out of the Olympics. In hindsight, I would have liked to have competed in Moscow. So yeah. It's a, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was something that happened. Then in 84, I was an alternate again. I, I think I should have been on that team, but there was a little, uh, a little blood doping going on within within the sport. So I, right, was, I remember that. I was, I was uh, sort of a, a victim of that to a certain degree. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.